Good afternoon and welcome to the APW Market Wrap for week ending 4th of September. Now, two things completely different on this occasion. I thought rather than talking about what's going on in the residential markets around the world, I'll talk about um, real-life case studies of people I've worked with this week. Uh, basically, what we have is, firstly, a lady in Qatar. Uh, she's an educational professional, and she's absolutely astounded to find that after being a teacher for 10 years and saving no money, that during the lockdown, she started to save money. So consequently, she wants to put it to good work and make it uh, earn as much as possible for her. To do With the idea that you had in mind of buying a property, she's from the UK, so she wanted to buy back there. She's up to about £30,000 in savings, and she said, well, it'll probably take me another year, year and a half uh, to get on with it, but I'm, I'm very disorganised and not as disciplined as I should, so I'd like to jump in now if I could. But obviously, £30,000 I can't buy very much. So I explained to her the, the, the simple uh, facts of where the best markets are in the UK to buy at the moment. And if you look around and Savile's Research, Knight Frank, uh, Zoopla, they're now saying that it's Midlands and the North. So basically Birmingham, Nottingham, Derby, up into Humberside, South Yorkshire, up into Manchester, across to Liverpool, those sort of areas. They're going up supposedly about 3 to 4% per annum, which will give us about 20% growth over the next five years, even COVID allowing this year, perhaps not being as good as the others. On the other side of the coin is the rental yield is very high in those locations. You look at perhaps 5.5%, which is brilliant compared to London, where it's like 3%. So I explained that sort of situation to her and said, on top of that, there are, if you are willing to buy new, then there are some builders who are, who are willing to let you pay your deposit over the build period of the property. So you put the deposit down, say 5% to hold the property, and then a monthly amount of £1,500 perhaps, and that will go to pay your deposit over 24 months. And her concerns were, well, how secure is it? What if the builder goes bankrupt? What if the builder goes bankrupt? Firstly, they, they must have what they call step-over insurance, which is insurance that allows another builder to step over them and finish a job. If it's delayed by more than 12 months, you get into things like drop-dead dates, where you will get your money back in full um, without charge. And then normally the money is held by a client account or an escrow account or by a solicitor, so it's secure from that perspective. So basically that's what we did for her. We found her a, a property to buy in the Midlands, and she's putting down £1,500 a month with a, a £7,000 deposit, and she's in the market now, and her discipline is sorted. Okay, secondly, uh, a lawyer I met in, or Zoom met, in China. He's coming to inheritance. Uh, he's from Scotland originally, and he'd like to buy back there. Edinburgh. And so we got into a conversation about heart or head. Now, Edinburgh's a lovely place, and a bellwether, and normally it does go up very quickly. But it goes up quite well. So, again, explained about research, where to look, and that the Midlands, that sort of area, again, is the best location to purchase. The West Midlands, I think, is the hottest place now in the UK, as I mentioned last week. I think Edinburgh is the hottest in, in Scotland. So what we ended up doing was taking his £500,000 and dividing it into two and put half of it into um, Birmingham and the Midlands and taking out a 50% loan and half, or just a bit more than half, into Scotland and taking out a 50% loan. And we still left ourselves with 150000 to work with. So 350 split into two properties. One's a head decision, great place, the Midlands. One's a heart decision, Edinburgh is his natural home. 
So that went very well. He did have a property already in London, uh, in West One, which was earning £48,000 a year in rental income. So I suggested to him that we buy these second set of properties via a, limit, via a company. And the benefit being is instead of using your own personal allowances, which him and his wife would do for the West One property, it would be coming in on a corporate basis. So you get taxed at 18% from the off, but you still have things like Myris that you can offset against it, which is mortgage interest, can be offset against rental income, which in, in personal ownership is, is being phased out this year. You have other things like expenses, like visitation trips, you're gonna offset against it. So it's well worth looking at that sort of thing and getting proper advice. And then thirdly, very simply, I had a client who is retiring to Spain. She's already there. She's ridden the stock market very well, and she's made a lot of money since the market crash. But she thinks they've reached their zenith now, their peak. So consequently, she's looking for something passive, simple, and easy to do. Something she doesn't have to go around and paint or chase the people for rent. So not a property that's actually rented. What she went for in the end was a, a share of a care home. You get a land title on that, it goes on the land registry, a 250-year title, and you get a guaranteed rental income, or she's getting guaranteed rental income, of 10% per annum, plus 3% appreciation, plus 3%, uh, sorry, every three-year, a buyback offer. So that's fantastic for her, and it fits in within portfolio, her portfolio. I mean, it's not for everyone, but it fits in just right. So there we are, three basic scenarios. Um, I hope I've got them across clearly and you understand I hope all's well out there with you. Stay safe, look after yourselves.